Welcome to the Signal Fire series, a limited series of conversations. Just as fire can be set as signal that can be seen from a distance for others to find their way, so too can our stories be a beacon for those who need a little inspiration to get unstuck or a little courage to take a different path. Today we are talking about book clubs in South Africa and how to get people talking. Ompile Raleye is my guest today. She is the founder and curator of Bukamosa Online-Based Book Club. She refers to herself as a book evangelist who will always gift books and only books to those she loves and the new friends she makes in the book community. She's also a mom to a 10-year-old avid reader and twins who have a growing collection awaiting them. When she's not buying too many African books, she enjoys cooking and collecting cookbooks as well. Welcome, Ompile. Thank you so much, Krishni. Thank you. So I'm talking to you um, between DC and Johannesburg today, correct? You're in Joburg? Yes, I am in Johannesburg and it's not sunny today. <laughs> um, it was sunny earlier. Yeah, the interesting thing about living here in the Northern Hemisphere is that I have to get, everything is opposite, right? So I'm, I'm used to September being spring and September here is fall. So mm -hmm. I always have to kind of reverse my expectations of... Reverse everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you always loved books and reading? Yes, I have. I, uh, I've always grown up immersed in a book. I used to be part of a, like a, an extra class of English and math after school. Going from primary school to high school, I would go to the city library and I would always be... So, browsing around the teenage section until I was actually I remember being chased out of the teenage and the first book I read in the adult section was Alice Walker's The Color Purple and I've fallen in love with that book over the years and yeah I've always just loved reading. Wow The Color Purple was the first adult book you can remember reading and I read it back then and a few years later like three years ago when the production came through to South Africa. I reread the book before the play and I fell in love all over again with the book. I find when I reread books that I read when I was younger, I see different things in them as I reread them later on in life. Mm, definitely. I find it so true. Reading it with other people, because I read it with my good friends. I think it was 2018. We started in January and the play was playing in March. So the whole, like all of February, we were discussing the book. It, it was a good buildup. I like that reading it with other people also enhances your understanding and experience of a story. What would be some of the top South African books then? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I know there's a lot yeah. to choose from. What, what, what is your top book at the moment? So what is your most recent flavor? From the top of my head. Mm -hmm. um, Lerato Mukwati, known as Madame Africa on Instagram, wrote a travel memoir titled Vagabond. And she was meant to travel. She left everything in South Africa and decided to travel the African continent for three months. But she ended up traveling for five years. Can't <sighs> believe it. <laughs> encourages you to actually want to know the, the African continent intimately. I loved it. Short stories by Keleto Mopai. Mm -hmm. This was a, a debut and it, it actually touches on very, very serious issues in South Africa. It touched on different subjects that are very important like mental illness, depression, alcoholism as well. I love the, the publisher as well, Kavisa Matape um, of Blackbird Books. They, they both published by um, Blackbird Books. 
I'm definitely going to get the details from you and, and throw it up on my blog too. I'm definitely going to check these out. Thanks for that. Sure. What motivated you to start this book club? What were your goals? Did it just grow out of something? Reading for me, it's just an extension of myself. I wanted to start a movement of people reading together or talking about books, different books, whether it's short stories, it's nonfiction. Initially, it started as a physical book club back in Bloom. I'm from Bloomington in the Free State. When I relocated, I actually ended up not having our friends in Joburg were spread around Joburg so we couldn't meet the book club having been physical back home I had to make a plaque and I just started talking about books on my social network my goals were actually to have people just read and make reading a part of their lifestyle so my tagline on my website says all things books to inspire a reading you know and I found it to fit so perfectly now because I've incorporated reading with my son, reading cookbooks or like cooking from a cookbook that I love. I think it's, it's always just been about making sure that everybody around me reads. And we say book club, but it's actually a whole movement. Yeah. You've got a YouTube channel, you've got online lives that are going on on Instagram, website, and you've got a lot of online members so it's it's actually a movement and not just a simple book club that started with a few friends it's grown quite a lot over the last eight years i've got the instagram live reading which were actually inspired by covid when we were going at the lockdown level five which was in march i decided i'm just going to read every day at 5 p.m started making sure that my son also has a slot from three o'clock and then we'd have two slots in the day, like 30 minutes each. The recordings from Instagram, I had to just archive them onto YouTube for people who don't have access to Instagram and Facebook. So it is a movement. I need to own it, hey? You do. You do. It, and it takes a lot of effort. I'm sure it's a lot of work to even to get organized, to do your lives, to maintain your, um, to do all your interviews that you're doing, to do all the reading. And you're also a mom, so you have a family life as well. Mm, I have a very supportive husband. Some, some days are very tough. Sometimes I'm like, mm, actually, I don't feel like doing anything today. And I don't. It just boils down to being kind to yourself. This is my own journey. Be slow. Don't put yourself under pressure. So that's how I balance myself out. I try to run in the mornings. That's how I balance myself out mentally as well. I can't run, I'll do a home exercise and try and spend as much time as possible with the twins and big brother. And cooking. I forgot to mention cooking. Oh my gosh, that is like my sanity. <laughs> I always joke and say I cook for myself, not for my children and my oh. husband. Because <laughs> I love, I love, I love food. <laughs> But what you're talking about is actually self-care. People talk about self-care during COVID to deal with the stresses of the current situation. Let's face it, life is stressful even when it's not a pandemic. There's always things to get stressed out about. Exactly. So I think you posted mm -hmm. recently on your Instagram that quote by Brene Brown that it takes courage to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. It is okay mm -hmm to rest it is okay yeah. to do things that for your pleasure like cooking for your own pleasure mm -hmm. it's for okay your own to pleasure. do it. yeah sometimes i i take a drive out to to, to secondhand store bookstores my favorite bookstores and just browse without even feeling the need to buy 
that for me alone is like it self-care can be anything it can be so simple as that and you'll feel so much better because you did something for yourself yeah so, sometimes i'm the same i like i call it being around the books so i like to be around the books <laughs> <laughs> like at the library or at a secondhand book. So I just love being in that space where it's just wall to wall. Yeah. You've got to give us a South African cookbook recommendation too, since I'm sure you have oh my a gosh, stack yes. of them. The Lady Makoti's Guide to the Kitchen by Mohao Bishwene, friend of mine. I love she that name. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and I even have the apron. So whenever I cook with it, I, I wear my apron, my gorgeous apron. Maybe I'll take a picture with everything and a dish. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's been amazing. It's, I don't know. I think it's now that on, going on the ninth reprint. That's how good she's doing (laughs) (laughs) you're gathering together the people who love to read i like to hear that south africa is reading (laughs) that's we are reading (laughs) we are reading wonderful i was very excited to hear about the south african book fair being online because that means i can actually check it out (laughs) we actually have to be grateful for that that little blessing of accessibility of of the authors and publishing houses so tell me do you have a role model in your life It's so cliche, (laughs) but my mother is literally my role model. She is strong. She's a believer and she is, she believes in the power of prayer. And she is my, and my sister's prayer warrior. And she just taught me patience. She, although I'm, I keep trying to learn to be patient, (laughs) but yeah, to be grateful and be patient yeah. it's very heartwarming and the the word bukamoso is from setswana yes i am setswana i i am a Botswana. um so bukamoso is a, a setswana well bukamoso without the o mm-hmm. is a setswana word um and it means future so bukamoso I did a play on words, the future. Very clever. Thank you. Yeah, it's got a powerful double meaning. My mind has always been online. I've just always been digital. Before COVID, I used to do Bugamoso book club book tour. Mm-hmm. And I would visit the other book clubs for the monthly reviews. And I'll just show people on my my, my pages how, how other people run the book club. Just to encourage people who are who might be interested in creating their own book clubs. Bookwormers actually does a lot of inviting of the authors. Every month they're still going virtual. Even yesterday for the South African Book Fair finale, there was a battle of the book clubs. And Literary Alliance and Inception were the finalists and Inception took the crown. So book clubs are really a thing. <laughs> ah, it's so exciting. It's amazing. I can't wait for after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole beautiful community. That's wonderful to hear. I love that battle of the book clubs. James Moura is an encyclopedia. Sure, he is amazing. He actually has a book blog, jamesmoura.com. Those pictures were tough yesterday. <laughs> That sounds so cool. It's like a, a book nerd's daydream to have a battle of the book clubs and to test sure. your knowledge against. Exactly. It was amazing. People have these stereotypes or misconceptions about maybe what things are like in Africa, what things are like in America. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, these ideas about 
everybody, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I love busting misconceptions. <laughs> so I really yeah. wanted to talk about our, you know, nation of South African readers, because I think it's, it's kind of amazing and cool um, that, that there's this vibrant uh, literature, literary community in South Africa. And so many local books are published as well. I, yesterday I was actually watching a, a session on the South African book thing where a young, um, a young writer was being mentored by Sipitum um, Borge, who is the author of um, Young Blood and Searching for Sintima, which is like a, a short story um, collection that's his latest. And he was the mentor for this young lady. And he had he actually translated it from Zulu. She wrote it in Zulu and he translated it into English. Lorato Trock does translation of Setswana uh, into like children's books as well, into Setswana. Um, or she writes that, rather she's an author who writes in English and Setswana. So yeah, I know Ethnic Kids is an online bookstore that sells children's books from zero to 13 in all official languages. For, for, and, and mostly the uh, characters are characters of color because representation matters, you know, and yes. in all the books that Mo reads, I, I always make sure that it's characters that you can relate to. Yes. I have mm-hmm. uh, nieces as well, and they're like uh, about 11 and 9. And when I was looking for books for them, I always try to gift books as well, which is the boring gift, as you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's always like, oh, a book. What else do you get me? What else? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, But when I was looking for books for them too, here on this side of the world, I really had to dig a little bit to make sure that I found books with people of color. It's very important. Definitely. I think that um, how we see ourselves reflected in um, media also helps Media. different kinds of ideas of the world, of ourselves, acceptance. And of ourselves and our children must be accepting of themselves and who they are. And mainstream media needs to also show that, that this person is looked just like me. I can, I can do this. Yeah. And obviously you and I both grew up in South Africa and we've seen uh, a big change, constantly evolving as well, trajectory of change in terms of representation on TV, in books. Yeah. It's, it's so wonderful to see. Interesting that uh, America is facing similar challenges that in some ways I feel like a little bit dragged back into the past, you know, from South Africa perspective. Because, yeah. because there's a lot going on here right now where people are, you know, trying to pay attention to diversity and representation where it's something, you know, we had to yeah. consciously do 20 years ago or more. So it's interesting. There's lessons, mm. there's lessons from South Africa for Americans, for sure. There is. I saw this one Instagram live session of yours where your son was reading um, Witches <laughs> by Roald Dahl. Uh, he was so adorable. Yeah, <laughs> he has a serious delivery about him. Right? Yes. <laughs> And it's lovely to see a little boy doing the readings too. And what was interesting talking about like culture clashes and misconceptions, Roald Dahl the Witches is about these, the secret group of, of witches who pass for women. Yes. 
and he mentioned uh, sangomas, right? And yeah. <laughs> and he said uh, uh, sangomas are witches. And I, cor- I think it was a lie, right? And yes, I it was lie. Very quickly. <laughs> I, I corrected him very quickly. I'm like, no, no, no. Sangomas are African doctors. They're African traditional doctors. So yeah. Difference. <laughs> it was funny to watch because he's just hilarious and adorable. But um, it was also interesting because there is such a rich culture, all the different tribes. There's such a rich mm-hmm. uh, melding of traditional practices mm-hmm. and True. sort of what we would call in Africa, like sort of Western practices too, that they both seem to coexist. I, I believe it is working out because we are very, like even now, it's Heritage Month. It's, mm-hmm. um, everybody is, is like, being exposed to all this beauty of different cultures and different traditions. And we are all so exposed to one another now more. And it's like, you're able to allow people to be who they are and live their truth. And whatever they, whatever they believe in in their culture, whatever traditions they, they prescribe to, whatever they want to do, we are very accepting of things, life the way they want to live. That's the interesting thing about the diversity, I guess is the word, yeah, the inward here too, um, but the diversity that is just inherent in South Africa. I also remember mm. like just growing up, when you talk about religion, I remember growing up with, you know, a church behind our house and a mosque down the road and like down the road. some yeah. temples are scattered around, you know, so it was just a thing. Like we would just celebrate all the religious holidays. So we would celebrate Christmas, exactly. Eid, Christmas Diwali, <laughs> Diwali Ramadan, uh, you know, like, everything. <laughs> exactly. There's been a concern about during this time with children people yeah. are stuck at home with people who will do them or harm who abuse them yeah yes it is something that I've, I've seen some stats on in south africa and also here it was a concern here too and more, and more people than we may know are We're subject to it yes. it's another reason it's important to check in on our people during this our time people and check in on our strong friends like a video call together that's the one thing that I've appreciated. Is there mm-hmm. something you'd like to share with people about your journey and some things that you have learned along the way that you didn't expect? It's really opened my eyes to how big the world is. When I was growing up, I used to have a pen pal from Austria. I don't mm-hmm. even remember her name because I was so young. And I would always used to say we would never meet. But this is writing letters, pen pal, like physically posting letters, right? Yeah. Through creating this book club, I've grown to believe that anything is possible. I've made international friendships, which I value. I have an international <laughs> friend now. <laughs> and so I believe that this, this has definitely expanded my mind more, it's expanded my world. And I used to feel like I don't have anything of value to add to the literary scene here in South Africa. But I now know that my contribution, as small as it may be, is valid. So, yeah, um, anyone who wants to create a book club, they must just do it. People write to me and they're like, hello, Bukamuso, we'd like to uh, speak to um, the person. And I'm like, I'm, I'm she. And if they're looking for people, I'm like, with the whole virtual community. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one me who creates, but through me curating that, it's opened up my mind and my world to a 
beautiful community. I think that's really important to, to put out there because reading is such a solitary thing. It's obviously mm-hmm. just you curled up with a book. And then you also think about maybe to be part of a literary community, should you be like trying to be a writer? Should you be mm-hmm. trying to do something big like that? But you yeah. can just reach out to other people who like reading, get together and create a community like you have done. There is always someone that you can connect with. Just like when I was growing up doing pen pal writing, I connected <laughs> with someone overseas that yeah. I did, I've never known. Now we connect with other people. And so we're in the different places, but we connected in this one group. So connections can be made anyway. Um, yeah. I think what books do is give you a common language, right? So you, whoever you are, um, however different you might be from each other, you've read the same book and you're, you're talking about what it meant to you. Yeah. It creates a shared yeah. space automatically. Space. It creates a common language automatically. A beautiful thing to have a love of reading. It's a beautiful gift you've given your children too. Thank you. Yeah. I definitely plan to be that mom with the bookcase and running out of space on the bookcase for my kids. I, I wanted to also come back to what you were talking about in the beginning about taking some time and space for self-care to quiet your mind, to get back to your center and how cooking can be meditative. The way you described cooking was pleasurable and also meditative because people think, you know, meditation is just sort of sitting with your eyes closed, but it actually isn't. It's anything that gives you Mm -hmm. joy and immerses your attention. And I think there's also this myth out there, as you you mentioned about, we have to be strong. Women have to be strong, right? Um, In South Africa, we say Mm -hmm. you strike a woman, you strike a rock, right? So... <laughs> so we're supposed to be really strong like all the time <laughs> um, and that's just not possible if you're human you know you have all this like imagery and sentiment out there about yeah this idea of the strong woman and we are everybody i know is a strong woman <laughs> every south african i know woman. is a strong can woman can we just be soft and be loved and be yes like i I'm not a rock. I'm a human being. I'm a woman. I'm a wife. I'm a queen. You know, I can't yeah. be a rock. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. I think it's a beautiful thing and an important thing that you mentioned about taking a break, um, yeah. taking some time out, asking for help. You yeah. don't have to do everything yourself and you don't always have to appear as strong mm-hmm. to everybody all yeah. the time. And you must be important. kind to yourself. Exactly. That's yeah. very important. Kindness. I love that. So I wanted to end on so one of these quotes that I really love by this French writer, Anais Nin. And she says, we write to taste life twice in the moment uh-huh. and in retrospect. Reading and writing, this is beautiful mm-hmm. way of tasting life, right? You spoke about yeah. um, Lerato's book, um, uh, Vagabond. Vagabond. And that, I feel like I'm so excited to check it out because I feel like I'm going to get to taste the African continent. You know, I'm going to get to taste oh, all will. these countries, the food, countries. the music. Oh, I even have a playlist on Spotify because oh. of that book. Yeah, and I, I did a book, a book review. It's on the website. I did a book review and I did a link up to my playlist on Spotify. 
and I called it a vagabond experience. Oh, excellent! I'm gonna seek because that out. Because she, she, yeah, she, she, she drops a lot of songs and like name drops. I love that. Google Erato Mukwache, M O M O G O A T L H E, Lerato L E R A T O. We get to to taste different kinds of life through books, mm-hmm. and we get to taste different experiences, and we get to maybe reframe our own experiences through the experiences of others too and expand our viewpoints you can continuously draw something of value out of this thank you very much for joining me today it's been wonderful to hear a bit about the vibrant literary community going on in south africa thank you so much kishni this was beautiful this has been great thank you thank you very much so if people want to find the latest South African reads, should they be subscribing to Book of Morso? Um, yes. I post uh, <laughs> weekly. I post weekly on Instagram and it goes right through Facebook uh, and Twitter. On my Instagram, my link tree, um, on my bio. Um, yeah. And I'm also part of a, a, a parenting network called Ask a Parent. Mm-hmm. And we, we post reviews for from Mo uh, on there, and they are on uh, YouTube, and they've got a website after parent as well. I'll throw up all the links as well, like I mentioned. For all the links, check out KESHNIWashington.com. This has been the Signal Fire series with special guest from Bukomosa, Ompile. Thank you for listening. 